Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. My new and improved bunker, right here in Charlotte, Ray, New Jersey. This is Horror Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., and yes, it is true, I, I'm still in a bunker, but it is a new and improved bunker. We got some new equipment, we got a better sound, everything is sounding much, much better. This is going to be the greatest show since our first show. I'm telling you that right now. I feel good about this, but the guys that are back in the studio are doing even better than me. Why? Because they're in 8122 Production Studios. That's why. And first of all, he's everybody's favorite pumpkin spice. Hello, Rich. That's right. It's the season for me. Pumpkin spice is back, and uh, so am I. I, I don't know if yes. I ever really la- left. But no. I, I can take this opportunity to sing because I've been singing a lot lately because I'm back in the saddle again. That's beautiful. I've been singing a lot. Oh, wow. lately. Sorry, guys. I think we need a new theme song where it's just you like singing the song. I'll sing over the professor's beats. <laughs> yeah, it's it's horrors. We might be onto something here, right here, and uh, that'd be interesting lyrics over the. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if it'll work over the current one. We might have to come up with something new, but uh, yes, yeah. we could work on that. I guess it'll be the sound. Of, it'll be it'll be the sound of forty dollar film studios. That's forty dollar right. film studios. You've heard it here. That's first. right. We're on to something, folks. We're on to something. You're going to hear more about this in the future. Forty dollar film studios Absolutely. is coming. But we have Brought another to you person by the here. Eight one two two productions. We have another important person that you already heard his voice because he always talks well, beforehand. I don't know how important he is. I just uh, can't. I just can't stop he, myself. He's, he's not very important. He's there. Uh, <laughs> sometimes he's smart. Sometimes he's not. But. <laughs> but He's one or the other, and he is the professor. Well, hello. Hello. How's it going? Well, it's going great. I can hear you guys so much better this week. Well, you sound great, my friend. Yes, you do. You sound sound a lot better. We switched programs, so now he sounds a lot better. The program works way better. I can even see Rich's face while we're doing this, and it feels good. Yes. It feels so good. It's not program. It's program. 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 I like it. (laughs) Spider-Man. Spider-Man. You gotta get that uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, it's good to be gotta back. Gotta get Spider-Man. I don't know. Did you see, on uh, a side note of Spider-Man, did you see the meme that just came out of declaring that uh, J. Jonah Jameson was actually a hero in those original movies? Because when the Green <laughs> Goblin comes to question him about where he gets those pictures of Spider-Man, he goes, they come in the mail. Uh, he defends him. He, he, yeah. he won't give up Peter Parker. I was like, yeah. oh my God. So technically, he was the real hero of that movie. Applaud J. Jonah Jameson for being the real hero, but now we applaud him. But now he's not the real hero because now J. Jonah Jameson is, you know, the motion. Yeah, he's the, he's, the, he's 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 Alex Jones now in the oh, new, yeah. in the new cinema world. Oh, okay. In the Marvel one. Have you did you not see that? No, 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 no. I did not. Oh, so in the new in the new movie. In the last movie, Far From Home, Far from home. Yeah. He, he comes up at the end and he's doing a whole Alex Jones spiel. Well, yeah, yeah. 
I know what you mean now, but yeah, it's right, like yeah, Infowars yeah. meets Spider-Man. So okay. there you go. I just wanted to throw it out there. You you offered up Spider-Man, and I had to give my opinion on something I just saw, which I thought was pretty cool. I like that he's podcasting. He did that in the in the video game too. That's true. So very true. And the guy that's the guy that did the voice, it wasn't him. It wasn't uh, the same Simmons. guy, but he so it wasn't Simmons. Like no, yeah, guy, it wasn't. Yeah. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Simmons is amazing. Yeah, you know what? He's, he's awesome. going to be the first actor that we cast in our first production here at forty dollars films. films. I would, I would so. cast films. Him. Made... I think you should cast him as everything. Let's. Hey, he's let... been in Binghamton before. Maybe, so. maybe explain the inside joke so people. <laughs> Films made for just forty dollars. That's correct. Yes. Forty dollars. He was in the film that he was in the movie that uh, they filmed at Binghamton University and around the area with uh, with Hugh Grant. Oh yeah, he yeah. was in that movie. So uh, what was that movie called? Uh, Does anybody know? Did anybody see it? I did not see it. I did. It was not good. It had a so, weird name. It started with an L. That's all I remember. Yeah. The, I'm being serious. It started with an L, and I don't. And it was a weird name. Lieberstrom. Yeah, something like that. Well, that was the no, old no, one no, that no. was in the house. In the 80s. Yeah, that was Lieberstrom was in the 80s. That, that was, was downtown Binghamton too. That was awesome. They filmed yeah. that at that White House up on South Mount. The, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I they know. also did some shots in downtown because remember they transformed some of the businesses in downtown yep. to other things, which was Lieberstrom. Cool. And then the, yes. whatever, whatever the newer one was. Bill Pullman was in that. Yes, and Lieberstrom. Yes, Oh, yeah, bit of porn in there. Sorry, I don't know why I'm doing that. At one point in Juncture, uh, uh, Michael Imperioli was going to shoot a movie in Endicott. Really? Did, you didn't know about that? He was going to shoot a mob movie in Endicott. He actually came and visited the area to set up shops, and he didn't because he was going to shoot a mob movie that took place in the 1950s during like uh, the Appalachian thing and everything. Yeah. So he was actually going to shoot it here. And uh, then I don't know whatever happened. He didn't get funding or whatever, so that went away. And then, and then oh. he got killed and by the mob that was here yes michael imperioli still alive oh <laughs> <laughs> uh he, well, got, kill- he got killed on the sopranos that's but he's news still alive that's news he's, he, he just did an interview uh <laughs> not that long ago he was on joe rogan's podcast so but is he really alive i think so but they do, a michael imperioli? They do a, by the way they do a, they do it him and uh the guy who plays bobby on the sopranos does a sopranos watch along podcast now so you can watch episodes of The Sopranos, and they give their live commentary as they watch. Bobby Bacala? Yes. So that, if you're interested, I'm a huge Sopranos fan, so I've just debated going back and like lining them up so I can watch them and hear the guys talk about them, because I'm a big Sopranos fan. But yeah. like, we're not here to talk about The Sopranos and movies that were made in Binghamton, Mike C. We're here to talk about horror, yeah. and I know you have some horror movie news, So or actually horror news in general, so let's jump right in. Mike, what do you got on tap for us? Uh, so before I get started, I just want to shout out and, and say a big thank you to Comic Book Couples Counseling Podcast for reviewing our, our site and, uh, and uh, you know, giving us five stars and uh, sending us a message to say what a good job we were doing. I, we returned the favor and uh, I listened to their show some and it's a good little show. That what, they the got Facebook page? Yeah. What's that? Are you talking about the Facebook page? They're on Twitter. Oh, they're on Twitter. So they, I'm sure they're, they're, on Twitter. they're probably okay. on Facebook too, but... Yeah, we follow them on Twitter. They reached out to me on Friday and said that they gave us a review, and uh, it was a really nice review. So, oh, awesome. Good um, job. Oh. So, yeah, I just want to give them a shout-out, and uh, we enjoyed your show. Yeah, so we thanks, hope you guys nice. are enjoying ours as well uh, as, as you listen along. So so thank you very much. Good but on to the news. On to the news. Uh, my favorite news of this week was we finally got a premiere date for The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah, That's right. It is going to officially hit Netflix on October 9th. So we are a month away. We are just a month away from The Haunting of Blind Manor, and it's perfect this year. It's coming in October. It's in Halloween season. Thank you, Netflix, for, for what we're about to see. This is going to be excellent. I can just feel it. And thanks, as always, to Mike Flanagan, the king of modern horror. I would, I mean, one of them, 
This guy, yeah. just everything he touches is pure gold. Yeah. And, I, uh, uh, I've decided every October, the last two Octobers, I went and watched The, Haunt, the Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to become an every October thing for me. Absolutely. So uh, I'll probably watch that as soon as October starts and then uh, officially, <laughs> or, or what's the word I'm looking for? Not officially, but but we'll next go into a Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah, so. I, I haven't revisited the uh, first series yet, but very excited for this one, especially since it's based. The first season was uh, Shirley Jackson. Uh, this season is based off of the works of Henry James. And uh, yes and getting into like the turning of the screw and uh and it's got to be better than the turning oh yeah hopefully <laughs> yeah same um, material that movie uh but anyways um yeah uh i'm really pulling for and i don't know if anybody's ever read it uh who's listening if you've ever read the jolly corner if any of that shows up in this new season we are in for a treat well, i'm feeling pretty jolly about mm-hmm. it just from you saying it yes. so the jolly, jolly. corner 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 anyways yeah jolly corner it's good good story good reading material for halloween yeah i don't know this is this is something i've been looking forward to for a long time so uh i know you were as soon as it hit that this is what they're gonna be doing uh professor i know you were excited i remember you posting things all over facebook about it yeah so um so yeah this is big stuff and we're we're a mere month away so can't wait he's he's directing episodes like he did the first season uh i believe he's doing the like a few of the major episodes probably i think just a couple of them i think he might be doing the very first one yeah well he did that um, he did that with the first season he only directed a few of the episodes right oh i thought he directed all of them oh i don't remember (laughs) to the you might want to get your yeah yeah to the google we go you're a googler but anyways go go on yeah so no no that's that's all I got to say about it I just can't wait to see it so you know other than uh, other than actually seeing the movie The Turning, uh, which again was a very you know atmospherically it was great it had good suspense it was a good movie up until the last couple of minutes of the, the film and then it got completely ruined so um, yeah. you know if it's if it's going to be based off the same material and you got a you got somebody that's uh, you know a proven commodity in horror with Mike Flanagan that's behind this thing. You know, I, I have no doubt in my mind this is going to be excellent. So, yes, yeah, so good times, good yep. times. Uh, another big, uh, I don't know how anybody else feels about this. I know a lot of people are excited about this, uh, but usually uh, every October, you know, not only does it mean we get a lot of horror movies and whatnot, but we usually get AMC's Beer Fest. And usually it's about a week and a half, two weeks. Uh, they usually start, you know, in the middle of the month. Uh, there's in years past, uh, it used to be called Monster Fest, and it was maybe like one week. Uh, you know, they've kind of expanded it over time. Well, this year is the biggest Fear Fest of them all because coming October 1st, AMC's Fear Fest, it will be the entire month of October this year. I could not be more excited. I just hope that they've expanded their library and it's not just the same couple of movies over and over again because yeah. they've kind of fallen into that the last couple of years. And um, there, there's been years in the past where they just had an incredible catalog of movies. And... Um, you know, I want to see that. You know, I I don't know. Usually, I'm not big on commercials because uh, they just you know it's like every five ten minutes there's commercials in that. But there's something about Fear Fest. I don't know. There's something about it. I enjoy watching them on TV. I've seen most of the movies a million times, but it's just it gives me the it gives me all the the feels. It's it's comforting, you know, having a good old fashioned movie marathon on television. It's a, it's comforting to just kind of leave the TV on, have something going on, and floating in and out, seeing some of your favorite moments from some of these movies is. 
And, uh, you know, when you have the time to actually sit down and watch it, it's great. It's, yeah, I, I agree. I can't wait. You yeah. agree? Yeah, yeah I, uh, I I have no problems with it. I, I will just say this. I, I can't blame AMC all the time for their uh, movie selection. And here's why. Uh, right now, with everybody trying to gobble up as much IP as they can, it's going to obviously limit them on what they can and can't show. Oh, yeah. Because if, if you have an exclusive deal with one of the major uh, streaming uh, companies or anybody else you can't show that stuff like on you know obviously if hbo max has an exclusive right to show only x com uh, content if it's exclusive you can't show it on amc although i do believe that amc falls under the uh it, i do believe they fall under the warner time warner uh banner so they might be able to work out a deal because that's a warner media group uh, but outside of that, you know, Netflix owns it. You ain't getting it, <laughs> you know, like if, if, if Hulu and Disney own it, you're not getting it. So, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those uh, things. So I, to, for them to navigate the minefield that they do to bring you what they can, that'd be great. With that being said, I would like to see them put some Shutter stuff on there because yeah. they have a really good because AMC owns Shutter. So therefore, uh, they have a great international film selection. We've talked about it on the show many a times. So that would be probably a good way to get an original content on there is stuff that they already have that is considered shutter exclusives uh so <clears throat> i would be uh i'm to am to that if they put bore on i watch it again if yeah. they put uh oh, yeah. the, the furies on i'd watch it there's some there's a lot of good stuff on haunt. there oh yeah haunt. haunt that would be a perfect one yeah they should put haunt on yeah uh oh, but that, that would be a perfect one that. that's that's one of my that's probably my favorite one that they've done exclusive so well, well, i feel you know like what? that'd be a good a good a good scenario to solve that problem as well though right you know it definitely would but you know the last few years they've you know, they, they'll end up showing, like, movies like Constantine, like, 20 times. Or they'll show, I don't think the Fear.com was on there. But movies like that, from time to time, they'll show on there. And then show them repeatedly. So, right. Once again, show though, something I, new. You have yeah, these movies. I can't. I can't. I can't defend that part. I'm just saying you gotta. Yeah. I, I'm trying to play devil's advocate and saying sometimes they're a slave to whatever they have content-wise. Right, and, right, right. But in I this mean, day and age, everybody's gobbling. Shutter, everything's right, gobbling but, up. Right, but if they own Shutter and they've got these original films that nobody's seen, here's a chance to get them up there, like you're saying. Well, well, you know? here's my problem. Here, here could be the problem with that. Like I said, I would like to see that, but I don't know if they have the rights to edit them. Because yeah. for yeah. television, you would have to edit some of the movies we just listed. And yeah. I don't know if they oh, have yeah. the rights. If the, if, if the filmmaker doesn't want their movie edited, they probably can't. Uh, with, that being said, with that being said, though, if you put it on later at night, you would have to edit it less. So you could, you could make that like your prime time thing. Cause I think after 10 PM, you're allowed a lot more leeway. I know after 8 PM, you're allowed certain leeways. Yeah. And then after 10 PM, I do believe you're allowed a whole new well, set of I mean, leeways. They're, yeah, they're including dropping F-bombs F after 10 yeah, PM. Yeah, they're dropping F-bombs on the USA network now. You yeah, know, after 10. After 10 yeah. o'clock, you're allowed to swear X amount of times. After 10 o'clock, you're allowed to say every word but the F-bomb. And even the F-bomb you can say, but it's a limited time. So like you're allowed, so like after 10 o'clock, you can say shit, asshole, all that on air, which is was never been done before, as much as you want. However, uh, you can say the F bomb, but I do believe there's a limit on how many times in an hour you can say it. Probably, I, I there's a weird scenario, but I mean, obviously, this opened up more. So, obviously, if you did it after 10 o'clock, you could build all day to this. Hey, we're gonna play this. This is the first time it's been on network television, yeah. Well, and American you could actually Horror play it. Story says it 30 times in an episode, so well, they probably know. pay, they, they probably don't give a fuck about paying the FCC or whatever they're doing, yeah. Like, let's be honest, <laughs> if, you're, if you're willing to if you're willing to pay the bill and the fine, you can say whatever you want, whenever you want on cable television. That's true. like that's that's it's always been that way you know the right. only time they really frown upon it the only time you really will get sanctions is if it's before eight o'clock at night before prime time 
And then even in primetime from 8 to 10, they might give you a little more of a sanction and not just a fine. But after 10 o'clock for the longest time, Comedy Central, uh, if you With remember at South midnight, Park, yeah, uh, they used to play, yeah. after, well, they purposely put South Park after 10. That because shit they could swear, Yeah, so they could swear. <laughs> and then uh, and they, then they continue putting it after 10 just so they oh, could yeah. swear whenever they wanted. Yep. And then the other portion that they did on, if you remember, they used to play comedy movies at like midnight. They used to have like on the weekends, a special yeah. comedy movie, and they would play it unedited in its entirety. You I know, remember seeing Friday on there in the middle yeah. of the night once. Yeah. And, so, yeah, I was like, wait a second. And if you're willing to pay the FCC, it doesn't matter about the here. rules, my friend. And at that late yeah. at night, the fine's not going to be that great. Mike was like, wait just a minute here. This is television. He just said, you got knocked the fuck out. This is television. What is this tomfoolery? Yes. Oh, and uh, just, just to confirm with uh, the previous news about Bly Manor, the last episode of the season is called The Jolly Corner. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, boy. We are yeah. in for a treat. Okay. Well, well back uh, to AMC news. Yes. Uh, we got some disappointing news this week, although I haven't really watched much of it. Uh, I know Nosferatu was a show that uh, horror fans were, were uh, kind of enjoying, and they've actually pulled the plug on that after two seasons, so it has been canceled. Oof. No more Nosferatu. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm not surprised nowadays. COVID's taking its toll. Yeah. A lot of people are cutting trimming wherever they can, and if it's not a big uh, ratings grabber or making them advertisement dollar, you're not going to see it. <clears throat> also, like we said before with the streaming wars, like right now everybody's trying to rush for original content on the streaming sites, which is a lot more money for the media companies. So, uh, you know, when you think about it, because they control all of that instead of cable, that's why I'm telling you the, the future, as we've always said, the future is in streaming mm -hmm. because all the, that's why all these companies are going there because they don't have to share their advertisements. They don't have to sh share the ad, any ad revenue, any revenue at all. They get to keep it all. That is currently why HBO Max is still not on certain platforms because those platforms wanted to play hardball and try to take some of their profit. And they're like, eh, no, nope. We don't have to play by your rules. You'll have to play by ours because eventually the people who have those systems are, or, or whatever is blocking them are the people are going to just knock on that door and knock on that door and knock on that door. And you can hear me kind of banging the table on purpose. And, and eventually they're going to have to open up because if hello, people hello? go, if people aren't going to be able to watch it, like, like as we pointed out about HBO Max, I can't watch HBO Max on a fire stick. You can't watch it on a Roku box, but I can watch it on my PlayStation. So if I'm turning my PlayStation on, I'm less likely to watch stuff on my fire stick because yeah. if it's already on there and I was watching HBO max, I have all those other apps right on my PlayStation. So I don't have to change it over to uh, the, the fire stick, even if I want to watch something else. So like, I think at this point in juncture, you know, Amazon and Roku and stuff are going to find out the hard way. And I'm glad that HBO max is playing hardball with them in particular that uh, they're going to have to answer to the fans and eventually sooner than later. So that's how I look at it, and I think that that's why these guys are doing stuff like trimming, and I, I hate to say the word trimming the fat, but they are. Well, and yeah, I, I wasn't watching Nosferatu. I've heard good things from the people who were. Yeah. I, it sucks that they canceled it, but at the same point in Juncture, maybe it might find a home. If it has a secondary life, maybe it'll find a home on Shutter if there's really a draw for it. So I wouldn't be surprised if you don't get that news, if Shutter's because Shutter's obviously looking for new original content. And uh, once again, we talked about how they raised the price by one whole dollar. Oh, my God. And oh. nobody. And it was funny. It was nobody complained. No. If, Nef if Netflix right now raised their price a dollar, you would have, like, the, the most brutal hate mail going on for Netflix. But it, it, because, you know, everybody's like, oh, is it really worth that much? But on the other back end of it, when Shutter did, everybody was like, oh, so I went from 6 to $7? Yeah. It's still a deal. And, and, and just alone for cursed films and uh, uh, last drive creep show and last drive-in, which are the three huge in, you know, independent contracts that they have their, their original content as far as shows, it's worth that dollar. I would pay that Absolutely. dollar for those three properties all day. 
just those three, not counting the movie catalog, not including everything else. So I think that that's why you, you may or may not, if there's enough rumbling, see Nosferatu on uh, Shudder. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's entirely possible. I haven't seen well, it got- either, but it looks interesting. I mean, it is on Shudder yeah, already, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'm talking about new episodes. They yeah. might continue the series. Yeah. I should say that. So. Yeah. It's possible. It's entirely awesome. possible. It is. But we know something else new that's coming. Yeah. And I know you guys are as excited as I am about this. Uh, we've got our first trailer for Never Hike in the Snow. The, the, the What I understand is a prequel, actually, to uh, Never Hike Alone. That is true. Or and, a squeakle. Uh, tell me that. Yes, yes, it's the squeakle. So... <laughs> But uh, th- tell me this: that this trailer did not make this movie look like it's going to be absolutely awesome. It looked fun. It looks like pure gold. Pure gold. It, it does. Gold, first of all, I tell the first of all, I couldn't be happier with the, this teaser trailer. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they, you get they get right alone. Of course, the name's never hike in the snow. We see snow right away. Yep. So we're, you know, this is the element. So that it we've delivers all, already. Right. Right. But think about it. This is the <laughs> element that. Uh, Oddly enough, this is the element that all of us uh, Friday the 13th fans never, have always wanted to yeah, see. Never seen we know it. it takes we we know Crystal Lake is is in New Jersey by storyline. So there's got to be the off season. What is he just not killing the winter? Like yeah. that was that's always been the long standing. So now we we run into this world where we're finally getting that. So that's cool. Uh, they obviously never hike alone is one of my favorite Friday the 13th installments. I understand it's a fan film, yeah. but it's an amazing installment. It took it to a whole nother level. It wasn't about body, you know, and as a slasher fan who loves body count, it wasn't about body count. It was about survival. Yeah. And I thought that that was a really cool angle to play. I don't know where we're going with this. I've heard there's a bigger body count than the what, original. What I'm hoping is uh, some hunters going after some I am hunters. also. Uh, but uh, let's just go right into it. Uh, the, the, the trailer itself, you get introduced to a guy who is obviously running from something. Very terrified. Eventually, he pulls his keys. And this is what I told you. I thought this was cover. He pulls his keys from his pocket, and he starts hitting the horn, the, unlock, the lock button. So you know how you try to find your car, and you can beep it. So he's hitting the lock button, and you can hear the car, and he stops. And he just keeps doing it. And then he kind of, like, you can see, like, a relief on his face for a yeah. moment as he's like, oh, I'm near my car. Yes. And then from the background steps the, the Jason from the shadows. And the guy sees him. He gets terrified and runs. Jason does not chase because he produces a bow and an arrow. And he pulls mm-hmm. back and sets his sights. And that's where the, the trailer cuts. Yeah. I thought it was perfect. And the music was was great with it. Uh, I, I'm so in for this. I was a huge fan of Never Hike Alone. If you've never seen it, we, we praise that movie all the time. It's on YouTube. It's free. Yeah. Like, it's a fan film. It is free. You can support them through, uh, I do believe they're, are they on, I can't remember if they're on Indiegogo or if they're on uh, Kickstarter. I uh, we'll know. have to look that up. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure, but you can fund the movies that, that way, but they're fan films, so they're not allowed to technically profit off of them. That's why they're on YouTube. So if you've never seen Never Hike Alone, please, please type Never Hike Alone into YouTube. Take the hour, a little over an hour to watch it. It is a phenomenal movie. And this is the prequel to that. And then we get the three-part finale sequel. So there's going to be a three-part. And, uh, of course, Tom Matthews, uh, Tommy Jarvis, is involved in all of these, uh, which, you know, I don't want to give away Never Hike Alone. So just know that he is involved in it and uh it's going to it's it's very interesting and i know we sing the high praises of it so i was super hyped about this trailer in particular because i've been waiting for this and it got pushed back because of covid and now it we're, we're closer and i i can't wait to see this movie because we'll definitely be talking about this on the show absolutely and i i just want to kind of say uh I, i've come across where people are are giving it some flack now first of all um if you're going to give people that are making a fan film 
that you're not putting any money into whatsoever that's going to be free to watch. You have absolutely no right in the world to be up at arms and going on social media and trying to wreck these people. So get over yourselves. You have mm -hmm. absolutely no right. This you, The okay. age of entitlement is out of control. Shut your mouths. You didn't put any money towards this, and it's a fan film. It's not like you're putting money into this and going to the theater to watch it. I, but people I, are giving it... People are, oh, hang on one second. Okay. There, there's people There's people giving Ooh, it flack he's, he's because he uses a bow and arrow. And it's like, first of all, he's a survivalist. And all these movies that they made, he uses all these different tools in, 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 uh, in the movies. But his mother killed people with bows and arrows, with, with, with arrows yeah. in, in the original movie. You know, and she's lifting like, people and throwing people through windows in that movie. In the yeah, first she one. did. She th she <laughs> she threw Tom Savini <laughs> through a window, technically. So <laughs> I got I got I got the best argument ever. If you're a fan, before I, I'm going to add on to yours in a second, but if you're a fan of the series, so you have more of a problem with the fact that he has a bow and arrow and uses a bow and arrow, then you do that he comes back from the dead and he can fucking teleport. <laughs> like, yeah. come on, yeah. guys. Come, are, are you serious? Are we going to have that argument? Or he can possess people? He Or nanotechnology? Who cares? He drowned. Who cares about that? First of all, I want to... I, uh, we were talking about this off air. I love the fact that the, the one thing that I loved about the remake was that they made Jason smart. Yeah. They made him a hunter, which... In theory, that's what he is. That's he what he would be doing humans. anyways. So why wouldn't he understand? He why wouldn't he understand how to use any weapon he could come in contact with? Honestly, I wouldn't be offended if Jason if Jason picked up a gun and shot somebody. You act like this dude doesn't like know how to use a weapon. And and by the way, it, when Friday the 13th movie comes back, that's one of the things we haven't seen. I would love to see a fan film where he actually somebody pulls a gun on him and he either shoves a gun through him and fires or whatever. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind that because it'd be something different. And and I can't believe that he doesn't know what he's doing well and what's he doing during the off seasons you know like he's got to be making hunting. traps and hunting and yeah. surviving i think he and, gets a job well, at like, a, is, like a ski resort in the world of never he's hike alone at, he's, he's not a, dead he's a clerk at the store in the town there i just <laughs> yeah. want to point out in the world of <laughs> never hike alone he is not he's not technically dead in the world of never hike alone yeah. they've never said he was dead zombie jason yeah so that means he has to survive on something I mean, and we know from the Michael Myers movies, the Halloween movies, where Michael was never dead. We know that he ate dogs and rats and cats and yeah. all sorts of crazy shit. So, you know, you can't act like a guy who hunts people and is killing people who could in some ways be intelligent isn't an intelligent human being himself. Yeah. I, I just get I get tired of this. Like, he has to be this lumbering fucking idiot. He's not. Well, yeah. And I was also saying, along with Rich, yeah, he's he's running at people in the in the sequel slash remake. Mm -hmm. uh, he's like setting traps setting traps he's got labyrinth set up like underneath the campground he's got his own electricity yeah like this that that was really i liked it really cool and let's get more into that that's uh, totally cool and let's show him in the off season like during the winter mm -hmm. you know like i i imagine there's a group of hikers in this one or hikers or like hunters, a group something. of hunters which would really be cool the hunted and the, the hunt yeah and, the hunt become know. the hunters become the hunted I, I, I dig it, but I'm also going to throw this out there to take it a step further than you, Mike. If you're really complaining about a fan film that you had to put zero dollars in and you can enjoy for free, I got an idea for you. You make can write one. you can write a fan film and yeah. you can make it. So you go ahead and get the crowdfunding. You make your film and then then you can judge whatever the fuck that's, you want to judge. That's the thing about critics, you know, like they they can tear something apart in a few paragraphs. This goes into like Birdman. If oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can tear apart like something that somebody's lovingly created or crafted over years or whatever put a lot of thought and energy into 
and then these critics come along and oh this this isn't what i thought it would be and it's like well then make something yourself yeah you i know? agree yeah. With you. then I agree with you. then do better than what make it a better, better version. yeah Better yet, write it and send it to eight one two two production studios and we will make it with forty dollar films. Yes. Yeah, there you go. So, no, that's actually go. a good, good a idea. Yeah, it, it's not a, a bad solution. idea. We have a solution. Forty dollars. We'll spend we'll forty dollars. We will try you know? I will use listen, I will go take it a step further. Not even, not even the joke of forty dollar films. I'll take it a step further. We have the we've been honored and blessed to meet some people in the in the actual horror movie making industry. I will pass your shit along to them if you want. Yeah. Yeah, and if they if they deem it's worth making, they'll make it. I know our good friend Bobby Heckman. I mean, they had to take a, he had to take a step back. Is making his own Friday the Thirteenth fan film as we speak. He had to take a step back, so it, it was, should have been already out. But he's making one right now. And uh, we have other friends of the show uh, that we've met that are making movies and fan films currently. So you know, it is what it is, and making real films. I want to throw yeah. that out there. You know, making real films, real independent content, and some that are going to national theaters. Unless you forget, we've had Courtney Gaines on a couple times. I would consider him a friend. I've spent enough time with him. <laughs> but you know, yeah. I- I- at the end of the day, guys, like if you have a complaint about an indie film, then fucking uh, sorry, a fan film in particular. Guess what? They did the same thing. They wanted to see something and they made their image a reality. So guess what? Do it. Everyone, Don't complain. Yeah. Make it. Everyone can criticize. Not everybody can make a movie. Um, I guess think about content. that when you criticize because... You know, if you can't do it, then you really your opinion doesn't really. Matter. I mean, if you're giving a constructive, <laughs> listen, I, I will say this: if you're giving a constructive opinion, yeah, that's fine. When you're tearing stuff down, though, shut yeah. up. Yeah, it's the same thing as as a content creator. We're doing podcasts, doing Twitch channel, doing all that stuff that we do here at Eight One Two Two Productions at Six Oh Seven Podcasts. Yeah, just putting together a recording is tough. you know, you like, know like let like me let me a share movie with you. which involves audio which involves visual which involves working with actors. movie magic some you know you have to have some kind of a horror movie you definitely have to have some kind of makeup effects and yeah. kill scenes like there's a whole a lot, lot of coordination going, going on and if you can't give credit for all that kind of work then you know ah get out of here get out of here you know you agree know I mean? you know what i mean that just you know it's it's enough sitting back and, and not saying anything with this stuff this is somebody you know how many fan films have been made that look cheap you know, they, somebody oh. picked up a camcorder and made it. These guys made a movie that looks almost Hollywood, you know, Hollywood quality. Well, like, here's a here's you know a good I mean? example. I, I'm going to give you a good example. There was a movie that we not we didn't all like greatly, which was the Vengeance movie, the Friday the Thirteenth fan film Vengeance. Yeah, which was yeah. shot like a big Hollywood budgeted movie. Let's be honest, it was it looked good. It was it didn't look as good as Never Hike Alone, but that's because Never Hike Alone. I'm honestly I, I've been blown away with that for since it came out. But it honestly. Even though we weren't like huge fans of the story, we didn't completely crap on it because if you remember, out of my kill count for for Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. one of the kills in that movie is making my my list. Like, yeah. think about it, and that goes with all the canon films. Uh, there is a kill scene in Vengeance that I'm like, that's one of the greatest kill scenes I've ever seen in a Friday the Thirteenth movie, whether it's a fan film or not. So there's even redeeming things. I watched some of those cornier uh, cornier fan films uh, with uh, the Jason versus Michael versus Freddy versus yeah. You know, there's some of those out there. Check them out. You know what? Because I'll tell you what. There, some of them are cheesy. Their spots that are cheesy. The CGI looks bad. Whatever. Because it's an it's a fan film. But guess what? I found some real entertaining spots and gems. You can't complain yeah. about everything. I can give my opinion and say, ah, oh, it wasn't the best one I've ever seen. But but it was. I'm gonna find something that's good because you know what I want to lift up another creator because at the end of the day they had an idea and they went out and fucking did it. Yeah. Like we also watched the I uh, can't remember the title of it now the other Friday the Thirteenth one where it yeah. was the 15 minute one. Yeah. Where they had like the the, the 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 like the three swerves in the movie. Yeah. And I thought that was incredible because there was three yeah. swerves in the fucking movie. I, I'll have to get that and put it in the liner notes. I'm sorry guys, but uh, it was incredible. So. 
you know, I, I can't, yeah, I can't see crap projects myself. that people are making, you know, mm-hmm. and again, you're not spending money to go out and do a theater to see this. You're going to watch it for free on YouTube. If you watch it at all, you're going to watch it for free on mm-hmm. YouTube. And be Who entertained are for you free? to be criticizing these people and tearing down their project because he uses a bow and arrow? Who are you? You know, <laughs> it's just, it, it really, it really yeah. got to me. And I, you know, I wanted to make that point on here. No, thank you. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, that's why I wanted to tag in. Ooh, if you, if you, have, if it's, if it's a big budget Hollywood film and you have a negative opinion of it, fine, whatever. It's a big budget film and, and, and you, you had to pay your hard earned money for it. So I get being angry for a, a fan film. That's a project that's giving you free entertainment in a realm where no new Hollywood movies coming out because of a fucking lawsuit. And that brings me to fuck Sean Cunningham. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That, hashtag fuck. Yeah, hashtag Sean fuck Sean Cunningham. Fucking rain his stupid ass. There you go. Uh, in, a, in a realm where that's happening right now, we're at least getting some really cool fan content. Yeah. And I, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with it, man. Yeah. And if you don't like it, make your own. Yeah. Just like yeah. if you don't like this podcast, make your own. Yeah. Well, well. Last thing <laughs> that I got for this week to move, to move on. Um, the last thing I do have for this week, and speaking of big budgets. New Mutants finally released. It finally released. And I still maintain that this movie looks good and I want to see it. You know, I everybody else hated it. I want to see it too. No, no, it's gonna go I haven't seen no, it. Wait till it's on Disney Plus. Sorry, it's Disney yeah. Plus. It'll be on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Oof. one of these things that I can't wait to see it. Everybody hated uh, the most recent X Men movie, and I actually enjoyed that. Dark so Phoenix? I'm not going to say or, Dark yeah, Phoenix, yeah. whatever one it was. Um, Which, whatever. I enjoyed it. Whatever. I know you guys hated it. I liked it, so I'm not. Gonna I actually haven't seen Dark Phoenix. It's, yet. A, it's on Disney Plus. Oh boy! So check it out. I uh, but, but you've been but see, you've been I, warned. I, I kind of <laughs> like. I half liked Apocalypse. Like I can't forgive them for what they did to Archangel, one of my all-time favorite comic book characters. Yeah, I, you know what? I didn't mind. I or will say Apocalypse this: I did actually didn't. I didn't mind villain. Apocalypse. Yeah, I didn't like Ivan Ooze as Apocalypse, but I, oh, I was yeah. I was fine <laughs> with I was fine with like the concept of the movie. Yeah, yeah. But well, anyways, well, well New Mutants, uh, which had a uh, a budget of uh, it says between sixty seven and eighty million dollars on Wikipedia, mm. um, it, it made seven million dollars uh, in, <laughs> okay. in its opening weekend. I, now, I, I know oh. I made the sound. I know I'd made the sound, but I'm going to say this: during COVID time, when most states don't even have their theaters open. I can't really judge that turnout because this was their mistake of putting it out. And the reason I say this was their mistake for putting it out is because literally we do not have enough. Like here in the state of New York, no theaters are open except for drive-ins. And they weren't showing New Mutants. Uh, They were. There there was. Oh, so I'm hired it. But that was the only one. Because I checked yeah. the other ones, and they weren't playing New Mutants. They were yeah, still playing older movies, which is, I'm fine with. Don't get me wrong, yeah. because I've, I've enjoyed the fact that you can go back and see such classics like Jurassic Park or Gremlins or Jaws Beetlejuice and, or Jaws yeah. on a big screen. That's cool. But we don't have theaters open yet. So without theaters open, and, and we're not the only state. There's mo- The majority of states don't have theaters open. Yeah. That's why it was smarter for them to release Tenet overseas, which they did. And I know the professor is, and we're not going to jump into it. I know the <laughs> professor was not impressed with it. But Ooh. they released it overseas. Yikes. And when they released it overseas, Sees it did the first week it did like 153 or no it did 53 million and now it's over 150 million with two weeks in for for overseas because there's more theaters overseas open yeah. so it would be smarter to release your product there where they 
they're going to support it. I don't know how they support New Mutants, but once again, it would be smarter where the theaters are open to give them the new content because it's not going up against anything new. Uh, so that's why I think it was a mistake for them to open in the states, and then they're paying for it with seven million. So that I don't, I, I, I don't necessarily think because I've heard good and bad things about New Mutants. I've heard people say don't waste your time, and I've heard people say, hey, give it a watch. It's not that bad. Yeah. So. I, I, I'm going to personally wait, but I obviously I'm not going to travel because right now I do believe the th- closest theater other than the drive-in in Elmira, the closest theater that was showing New Mutants was in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I'm not driving yeah. three hours away to watch a movie. I, I'm just not. Yeah. No, I would Agreed. agree. I, Agreed. I, I think you know, it's... I think I have to see it just for being a complete uh, completist, you know. Oh, I, I want to see it. I'm going to see it as well. I'm just probably going to wait until it's on stream only yeah. because I, the, as of right now, we have no evidence that the movie theaters are opening soon in New York. Yeah. We have no right. evidence. Like they keep saying, like every week you hear, oh, maybe next week. Oh, maybe next week. And it just doesn't happen. So I've just kind of given up on it. And when they open, they open. So chances are, by the time the theaters in New York open or close enough that we could watch this movie, you know, where I feel comfortable driving, maybe to Scranton. Yeah. Uh, by the time they open there, it's, it could be like it's already out for like a month or so. And I, at that point, I'm not going to waste my time on a movie that's going to be on stream within weeks. Yeah, that's a good. Point. That's just my point. That's just that's how I look at things. I'm sorry, you know, but I also, like I said, I know I made the fail horn sound. It, it, that's just because it's a normal thing, but I really, I can't take anything away. I think they should have opened the movie overseas where the theaters are open. Uh, obviously, the people are screaming for content because right now, internationally, Tenet's made over $150 million. I know that. Yeah. After two weeks. The opening week was $53 million. The second week is obviously almost 100, over $100 million if it's over $150 million. So if they would have opened over there, and you never know, that movie could have done 30 to $50 million and gotten a big chunk of its money back. But their problem is they wanted to do it over here because they didn't want the backlash the tenant got that there was spoilers and stuff for Americans. Oh, man, Americans are, are finally going to be put where everybody else in the world is, where we see movies first and spoil the shit out of them. Like, oh, man, oh, oh, Lord. And I know we have an international listening file, so hi for my international fans. You can't see me waving, but I was waving. And and I'm sure you guys are laughing that one up. Fuck it, man. I see you waving. This That's, is, you was definitely waving. This is this is this is what Mike just was talking about. I can the entitlement. He was the, the, the entitlement that goes on. Like guys, give it up. I would rather a movie do well. That's going to be a good movie, and then see it. Then do then fall on its face. You can avoid spoilers. You can avoid. Yeah, yeah. Just don't look just, at them. Yeah. Shit, that's why we put all anything that's a spoiler on this show. I, I and I take great care of this, and I know you guys know this. If we're reviewing a show that's even on a streaming service, I always do it at the end, back end of the show and give the spoiler warning and say, hey, listen, guys, if you want to tune out now, come back to it after you see it. Yeah, that's that's always how I've done it here. If I've done it on Three Fat Nerds, you know, the wrestling show, technically, we we don't really spoil anything because if you didn't watch the pay-per-view by the time we talk about it on Thursday, that's kind of on you. <laughs> but, but it is what it is. I mean, because I'm just saying, like, that, that's how it works, folks. You, you know how to get away from spoilers. And I know a lot of other great content creators out there, podcasts and, and YouTubers and Twitch channels, they also put those spoiler alerts up. Yeah. Most of them do. So therefore, if you're, you're, if you're watching them, they've already warned you, go see it first if you don't want it spoiled. Yeah. Well, don't watch the trailer if you don't want spoilers because yeah, it gives away yeah, the whole movie. Yeah, the, the final trailer for any movie gives away the entire movie. That's why when point. Halloween 2018 was coming out, I went to see I don't know how many yeah. horror movies. <laughs> this is true. That right? year, I mean, test this. closes eyes. I mean, I, uh-huh. I, that was it was on every every <laughs> horror movie that came out. That was a big year for horror. Plug his ears and close his eyes. Dude, I, clo- I plugged so my funny. ears, closed my eyes, and went la 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 la, so I wouldn't overhear anything. And that's I, I'm not kidding when I say that. I we're both witnesses to this. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Confirmed. I've I've seen it on numerous movies. He's done that. He did that when we went to see Annabelle. He went to see that. He went to do. He did that when we uh, went to see. 
the grudge because there was i can't remember what trailer was before but he did it yeah <laughs> yeah if it's a trailer it's a final trailer it's a movie he wants la, to see la, he la, always la. does it la, but then la, i messed la, with la. it I, I was messing with him after one of them was telling him that there was shit in it that there wasn't yeah <laughs> that's true that's true but you know that's that's all and you got to do krueger came in but not freddy krueger from nightmare 3 freddy krueger from freddy's dead came in Whoa. he was cracking jokes <laughs> It made it, but, it made you know, it here, here's classic. the last point I want to make uh, before we, you know, before we have you, you know, plug the show and everything. With New Mutants, I think that what they basically wanted Disney, Disney never really wanted anything to do with this movie to begin with. They kept putting it on the shelf because it wasn't theirs to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I think they just wanted it to get out of their hair. They wanted to make whatever money they could make from it. I think that this movie probably would have made well over a hundred million dollars if it was if times were normal, regardless of of any kind of delays or bad reviews. It would have made a lot of money. Uh, it's a, it's 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 an X-Men themed movie. It, it's a Marvel movie. It would have made a lot of money. I will say and, this to your point. I, I will agree with it because after San Diego Comic-Con, no matter how you felt about that event, that was the one big thing that came out of that, the sneak peek plus the last trailer. And people were stoked to see it at that point. So yeah. I feel like if it could have gotten, if it was normal times with a wide release, this movie would have made especially $100 million, especially because San Diego Comic-Con would have been not what it was. Does that make sense? Right. Like it would have been live, so. I mean, they, they would have made a lot more money if they would have waited. I just think that this was Disney's way of saying, get this thing out of here. We never wanted it. Let's just make whatever we can off of it and get rid of it. I, that, that's that's what I think that they did. Um, personally, I think it was a mistake, but, you know, that's just my opinion. It is what it is. Well, at um, least they're not charging you $30 to watch it on Disney Plus like Mulan. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, but, you know, that's the one benefit that I have not really being much of a, you know, a comic book fan. Yes, I like the Batman comics but that's the only things i've ever really read i've never read x-men so i've enjoyed all of the movies everybody else they hated all of them i liked them because i don't know any better I didn't you know hate to all me them. and it's like yeah. it's like with with books like you know it's people complain about different books that were you know like like actual novels that were made and then they um they made a movie afterwards and people didn't like the movie you, you know because it, it's straight away yeah you got to be and, able to separate the two though i mean like as much as i like the Lord of the Rings book, you know, like nothing will ever Ooh. touch it. It's like my favorite thing of all time. Uh, I I still enjoy the movies. I, 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 I understand that it can't be, it can't be the book. Well, it can't be the they book for two reasons. Certain a, action wise. Yeah. There's not enough action in the book. There's too, too much downtime in any book. Yeah. But at the same time, it can't be the book because think about how long the movies would be then. Yeah. Like if you really took a page for a page, so a page of script is one minute in a film. Yeah. You take a page from a book That's and you will say 11. that if you were, we're transferring page for page, we're going to say that is one minute per page. And it's a however the Lord of the Rings, like when you combine them all, it's got to be at least 1200 pages. Right. Which is longer than the movies already were. And they were yeah. three hours a pop. And if you 1200 got 1200 minutes, let's have a 1200 minute. Movie. Yeah. And that's before, you know, the uncut, uncensored versions that came out that are even longer. And that would still be shorter than what you would have gotten if you went page for page from the book. And then there would be a lot of boring scenes where you're like, well, why do we have to spend so much time, like, walking through, talking to people in the village? Yeah. Well, it was in the book. And then then you got to be able to separate these things. There There are adaptations that are awful that, like, just don't get the point or whatever. But, like, Lord of the Rings, like, they got the point. Um, You know, they brushed over some stuff you're going to get that no matter what with any adaptation and like for comic books i don't get i don't understand why you know comic book fans get so uppity because anytime a new writer or artist takes over a title 
in a comic book series you're getting a different interpretation Mm -hmm. and that's been happening since the beginning of comic books absolutely and and like every new author every new writer it's a different take on the story that's all the movies are it's brian singer's version of the x-men whatever like let him have his version there's going to be 30 other versions by the time it's all said and done um just just let it happen you know like well, look we've at already, spider-man we've already had like 30 different batmans you know like 30 we got, there's you, three different spider-man movies yeah. uh, or franchises like, in the mm-hmm. last 20 years mm-hmm. like we have the original yeah. serial black and white batman then we have adam west batman then we have uh, michael keaton then we have val kilmer mm-hmm. george clooney we got ben affleck we got christian bale you know like we've had all these batmen you know no i agree it, it I agree. doesn't matter each one of them's great in each one brings way, a different thing to the except table. for the except for the joel schumacher version I, that's that's where it gets iffy for me but Whew. you know that's a that's a whole yeah. other that has nothing to do with comic books it's yeah. just bad in filmmaking yeah but with that being said though we are going to get ready to take our break but before then let me remind you guys how you can join the conversation here because we always want to hear from you we want to hear your opinions and your takes on everything we talk about and uh, anything you want us to talk about or just to say hi because we always just like a standard hi so you can check us out on Facebook, HorrorZone607. Like and share that page. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at HorrorZone607. Use the hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show to help us with that algorithm and such. Of course, you can visit us online at 8122productionsstudios or not, I said studios. <laughs> Damn, 8122productions.com Woo, we're talking too much about making movies over here, guys. So 8122productions.com is where you can find everything you need to know. Of course, all this in the show liners if you if you don't remember uh and uh you can check out the horizon 607 page you can check out the uh, wrestling show page you can check out the three vendors page so this week we'll be putting up the stuff for the uh big thing we're doing over on twitch in october which i'm gonna talk about in a second and then also we uh you know everything else you want to know friends of the show like the Ochadora parlay hour local sponsors all that great stuff and more because i'm gonna add more to the website coming up very soon of course i was just mentioning it the wrestling show comes to you every week at 8 p.m eastern standard time on thursday evenings live on on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast that's right we have our own twitch channel twitch.tv slash 607 podcast pretty soon there'll be some horror zone stuff on there because i'm we're figuring out what we're going to do but we're going to do something on there uh also we just did uh aw's all out live coverage this past saturday this upcoming saturday we will be uh, doing coverage on what goes down on night two of dc fandom so that one was amazing. So I can't wait to cover night two. That'll be coming up exclusively on uh, twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. And also uh, coming up on the 26th, we will be doing a live stream on, with live reaction commentary for UFC 253 uh, if you're a UFC fan. And last but certainly not least, as far as schedule big events, there'll be some gaming and stuff going on in between because I know some guys are going to be doing some gaming on there for our channel. Uh, but... Last but certainly not least is the big event that's coming up on October 3rd, Saturday, October 3rd, starting about around 11 o'clock in the morning and going, and we're saying about 10, 11 o'clock at night. It's going to be an all-day event. It's called DMG-a-thon. During, uh, as you know, the 8122 Production Studios is at Dragon Master Games in Binghamton, New York. During COVID, when they were shut down, they didn't get any governmental assistance. So we are trying to do our part and trying to raise some money. So half of the donations that we get from that day are going to go to Dragon Master Games. The other half are going to go to other local charities uh, that, that uh, we pick. So we're going to end up having a, a really good outpouring. 
so far confirmed for this we're going to have a live ocho duro parlay hour podcast it's going to go down live on twitch.tv podcast during the event myself and the professor and maybe even mike see if we can figure out how to woo, like weasel him in uh <laughs> i'll be doing something horror related for horror zone 607 uh, i know tom uh, craven from off the cuff gaming will be here uh actually just doing a uh, thing about uh, power rangers he really wanted to talk about some power ranger stuff so we got him coming in if you're power Rangers fan crazy curtis gaming will be here playing some games i might even play a jump on and play a video game who knows uh uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some other game things going on, some other stuff going on content wise, and then of course at eight o'clock at night, the first band will take the DMG stage, which is not really a stage; it's just the lower floor that uh, we're gonna use as a, as, a, as the area. And of course, that is gonna be shout at the robots. They do the theme song for the Three Fenders podcast, and then at nine to nine thirty ish, after they're done, because we have to do a changeover, we're gonna have a second band take the stage, and that's Floodlands. You've heard them on this show. You've heard them as Crimson Brethren, and you've heard them as Floodlands as Jimmy Gazzik's original band. Now. He's He's in a band called Floodlands. You've heard him here on Horizon 607. They'll be taking stage. When the bands are on stage, though, we are going to give 100% of the donations to them since they've been out of uh, performing since COVID struck. So we're trying to help out our friends because they help us out and provide us with music. So all that will be going down on October 3rd for DMG Athon. And uh, yeah, you can find that on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. There will be stuff on the, there'll be stuff across all of our social medias as I'm going to av- ramp up the advertisements here coming into a month away, a little less than a month away. And also uh, on the, on 8122productions.com, you can get all the information from there as well. And uh, yes, we're going to, we're hoping to raise some money for DMG. We're hoping to raise some money for charity. None of the money we're keeping for ourselves. And last but certainly not least, it's going to be a good time with good bands. And I hope a lot of people tune in. So I think, oh, oh, I almost forgot to plug us. If you do want to support us monetarily, though, and can give us some money, you can do that on patreon.com slash 8122productions and get a ton of extra bonus content. And you can do this for as little as $1 a month. That's $12 a year, and you get all the bonus content right up front. If you sign up now through September 30th, if you sign up for the $1 tier, I will send you two free stickers. One is a Three Fat Nerd sticker. One is a Horror Zone 607 sticker. You get that for just signing up. Well, you have your battling address. I'll mail it to you. You get that just for signing up for $1 and you get a ton of extra bonus content including the two exclusive to youtube shows because they can be too hot for television if you will i love movies and of course the hottest show behind a paywall it used to have mike on it one day we might actually have him back on that is love is scary with dr Derek. uh i hope we get spooky mike back soon because it's it's always a joy to see his facial reactions to what diesel's (laughs) talking about And that's why it's behind a paywall. Uh, not because because we can't put that on air. Uh, trust me, Ken M from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour says he always wants to advertise it, but can't. If you sign up for the other, there's only two levels. There's a $3 level, which gives you a little more swag and stuff like that over the months. And we're getting back in now to the post offices. Not only do you get the two stickers, but you also get a cup and a pin. So I, there's there's some cool uh, benefits right now to signing up through September 30th. And don't worry if you're already a patron and you're listening to this. You guys are getting them. As a matter of fact, I'm sending the uh, already pre- patron stuff out. They're getting the same things just because that I felt it was fair. So there you go. There it is. So uh, uh, patreon.com slash 8122productions. So now before the break, though, Mike C., you got this week's uh, uh, horror trivia question for me and the professor. That's right. It is this week's horror trivia question. This week... My question for you guys and for all of the listeners out there, this slasher film was directed by Toby Hooper and featured a killer that wore a Frankenstein mask. This slasher film was directed by Toby Hooper and featured a killer that wore a Frankenstein mask. The answer coming up right after this break.
Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Tuffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 Podcast. Welcome back to The Zone. Before the break, I asked you this week's trivia question. This slasher film was directed by Toby Hooper and featured a killer that wore a Frankenstein mask. Rich, do you know the answer? I I, I do, but before we go there, uh, I just want to let everybody know that the professor got scared. He is so terrified of this movie, in fact, that he ran out of the studio. And he had to go. <laughs> he just kept saying, "I got to go." I got. He ran. I could hear the fear. And it was. It was. It was crazy. I had to edit that out. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I tried to chase him down. That's why I'm a little winded. Uh, want something like he's this. Quick. I want something like this. No. Yes. No. It's I crazy. Will not answer this. No. I will never answer this. I do think I have the answer. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, I do believe the movie you're looking for is Funhouse. Yes, the answer is the fun house. Ding, 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 ding. Wow, I'm three for four. Four for four. four. That's kind of crazy. Uh, Yes, actually, I really love this movie. Uh, In case you, uh, uh, I I guess, spoiler alert. Even though it's a 40 year old film, (laughs) I think it's for it's damn near 40, (laughs) right? Yeah, about it was 1980, I think. Yeah, 80 or 81. Yeah, so it's 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 an old film. Uh, But uh, uh, spoiler alert: the Frankenstein mask hides his disformed uh, kind of uh, vampire face, if you will something it's, it's, it's like weird a, it's like a pale it's a it's got like slash, fangs. uh monster uh, creature feature type yeah, film. yeah so the, the the killer looks like a human is a humanoid and he's got a frankenstein mask on but then he gets demat well he demasks himself the first time you see him when he's talking to his quote unquote i think it's his father technically yeah and uh you realize he's got like a mutation deformity and he's like super pale like 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 uh, powder pale and it's like he has red eyes he's got fangs and he's got a really horribly disfigured face. So it's kind of like almost like a vampire, I want to say, but he's not a vampire. He doesn't kill people in the vampire. There's no blood drinking. There's no nothing like that. It's a slasher film. Uh, but he looked like the, I, I guess his deformity kind of reminds me of a really deformed vampire. That's just my take. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But it's worthwhile. It's a good movie to watch. It's a lot of fun. I pulled you a little closer so you can hear me a little better, Mike. On I the video. Fine, on the video phone. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it's just us now. So you don't have to be in the middle of the yeah. table. That's true. <laughs> it's just it's intimate. True. It's me and you on a conversation. I feel great about that. Yes, it, yes. Really, it's got me excited. Yes, and, so. uh, and the professor's obviously scared of uh, people who have a powder complexion and look yes. like vampires. That's that's all yeah. I can figure out from it. And but, wear Frankenstein masks. But you have a really cool, uh, we have a really cool second segment uh, that you want to get to. Uh, I, Mike uh, put together, it's not a top 10 list. I want to point that out before you start. It's not a top 10 list, but it's it, we're coming into the horror season because it's the fall and you put together a nice little essential under underseen movies list. Uh, am I correct? Yeah. So it's kind of, uh, I'd like to call it underseen gems. Uh, ah. So this is something that it started out where I was making a top 10 list and it was just like, how could I really do this? So I got thinking about it uh, actually today, just before we, we uh, got together and started doing the show. Uh, why not just, you know, I, I know that you listeners out there and I know you rich 
are kind of like me. Uh, as soon as the calendar flips from August 31st to September 1st, it's it to me it's fall. You know, I know we still have a couple of weeks of summer left technically, but the weather starts to cool down. Apple picking is kind of a big thing. Apple beers are kind of getting bigger. Uh, you know, it's just a, there's just a feeling of fall in the air. And when I think of fall, I think of horror movies. And I cannot wait for October to get here. So I decided, you know, this year, um, you know, why not kind of, you know, give you guys some, some movies that are really underseen gems. These are movies that deserve more play. Uh, a lot of these movies we've talked about many times on the show and other ones we've never really mentioned on the show. Uh, I don't know, Rich, how many of these you've seen or how many you may not have seen. Well, we'll about but, to find um, out. But we are about to find out. So, uh, so yeah, we'll just kick off the list, and I figured we'll just kind of talk about these movies and say what we like or don't like or if we've seen them. Well, I've seen them all, whether you've seen them or not. Um, but, you know, we'll just kind of have some friendly banter about them. And uh, the first one I'm going to start it off with, uh, it's kind of ironic that, you know, I, I asked the, the trivia question about it this week, but The Fun House. A lot of people have never seen this movie. And, uh, you know, this is, it really is a great movie. It's got the suspense factor down. It's loaded, loaded with atmosphere. And, you know, is it the greatest horror movie ever made? No. Is it the greatest slasher movie ever made? No. But it really is a fun movie, and it just, they nailed the atmosphere in this film. So I wanted to kick it off with that and, and you know, just kind of start with that. So get out and see The Fun House if you have never seen it. It really is a fun movie, and it's from, in my opinion, the greatest era of horror movies that ever existed, which is between, like, 1973 or 4 up through, I would say, like, 1983 or 84. So there was a, a, a just a, a decade there. Um, personally, I, I think that my favorite films are actually between like 1978 and 1981 or two. But uh, but the Funhouse, get out and see it. Um, so the next one that I want to bring up, and Rich, I don't know if you've seen this movie or not, but it's called The Roost. I actually have not seen this. So this movie is about uh, it, it's it was filmed, I believe it was in the 2000s. I don't have a date for it. Um, it was kind of a low budget film. Uh, these, these, uh, a group of kids are traveling someplace and they have car failure of some sort or another. And they happen to stop their car uh, in front of a farm. And, uh, the movie starts out, you see an old man and an old woman live in the living in this barn and something happens. Uh, the old man hears something out in his barn. He goes out there and it kind of cuts. Uh, and, and you see these kids get stranded there. And, uh, I don't want to give away too much, but pretty much what happens is, uh, these, they're, they're, the, the barn is full of bats and they've got something wrong with them. And it basically turns people into almost like zombie slash like vampire type things. They're more like zombies than vampires. Um, but it like transforms them. And, uh, the movie just takes place, uh, between the farmhouse and the, the, the farm, the, uh, the barn itself. And just kind of, you know, everything that's going on outside, they're trying to try to get away and they can't get away because these bats are everywhere. So it's kind of a killer bat movie. Mm, I, I actually believe it or not that sounds pretty cool i'll have to check it out yeah you know again not the greatest movie of all time but right. um but you know it's just uh it was something different something different and it's one to check out uh next on the list i've got is uh one of the movies we've we've kind of mentioned it a few times on the show I, i'm fond of it but it was one of the after dark horror fest movies uh it was called wicked little things starring scout taylor compton Yes, I do. I have seen this, and it's. Uh, I do remember talking about this. I, I, I was, I was a big fan of those uh, after dark horror movies when they uh, first came on the scene. Uh, there, there's a lot of really good ones. Yeah, this was one of them. Uh, this was actually in the first batch of them, and uh, it's basically a killer kid movie. Uh, they're, they're like ghost children or something. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it myself, but it's like they're like ghost children that are like bloodthirsty. 
basically, and this family moves into this house and they live near where these uh, where these killer kids are uh, are in the woods, so to speak. So, uh, you know, again, the After Dark Horror Fest films, I wish that they would bring this back because it really was a cool thing. It started out as actually like a film festival type type deal. And I wish that they would bring it back because there was some good movies. Uh, it was kind of an introduction to to a lot of new directors into the horror field. And uh, and there's some really good movies in there, but that one was one of my favorites. Um, so there, there was another one I'm going to mention next uh, that was actually part of the same group of them. And it was called Penny Dreadful. And it has nothing to do with the series that was on Showtime. Uh, it just basically was um, uh, a woman and her, th- a girl and her therapist get stuck uh, in their car. And it's probably, uh, I mean, this, this I've never felt so claustrophobic watching a movie in my life. It, very impactful movie because of how claustrophobic it makes you feel. Oh, yeah, you Absolutely. Chance- you see that? Did you get a chance to see that? Oh movie? yeah, I've I've seen it. I've I've seen all the first bat. The first I think the first couple batches of After Darks I've uh, I saw all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. I've definitely seen this one. I actually I think I do believe I own it. I have to check uh, my collection, but I do believe I own it. But yes, everything takes place around a car, and it's just, it is very claustrophobic. You do feel like uh, you know, and I I like that kind of feeling. Uh, you know, years later we would get hush. Uh, and I mean, that's not a car, it's a house, but it still had that feeling, especially with the lead character being deaf and you're kind of seeing through her eyes and hearing what she hears for part of the movie. So like, I, I, I feel like there would be no movie, there would be no hush movie if there wasn't a, uh, the, the Penny Dreadful movie, the actual movie, not the, right. Yeah. Not, not the show, which the show's not, not the bad show. either, but it's a totally different subject. Totally different. <laughs> Penny Dreadful. Had nothing to do with the movie. So yes. So yeah, yeah, you know. So check it out. Uh, you know, that's that's another one that I would highly recommend seeing. Next on the list is one of my favorites, and this thing, this is a movie that's that's newer. This came out in 2018, and uh, we've definitely talked a lot about it. And I, you know, I, to me, it's it's one of these movies that I I find that people that I talk to just never saw it, and that's why I made the list. And you know, again, you talk about suspense and atmosphere, and we all know anybody that listens to this show faithfully knows what a slasher movie fan I am. Um, and that's uh, that's Hellfest, and that's a movie that I watch and will be watching every October for the rest of my life. Um, takes place in a haunted attraction, and there's a slasher that just randomly picks out people and, and goes after them and kills them. And uh, one of my favorite horror movies of the last decade, if not last two decades. Yeah, I love uh, Hellfest as well. And uh, fun story about Hellfest is I uh, have uh, memberships to uh, Six Flags parks and uh, the home park being at great adventure in jackson uh, new jersey and i mean obviously they're not doing it this year but for the last two years there has been a hell house uh, haunted maze during fright fest so uh, and they did a very good job with that as well so hopefully uh, they keep I'm, that going yeah i'm such a i'm such a fan of uh well they're doing fright fest this year they're just doing it a little differently they don't have the the mazes uh, right. per se because obviously enclosed areas uh, but they're still doing some scare acting on the on the main strips and stuff I just got a whole bunch of things I'm going to be going down there probably well, I'll definitely tell you about my trip when I come back because um, uh, I feel very safe in the park I have gone down to the park a couple times and they are really on top of all of their protocols down there especially at the New Jersey park so uh, I'm, I, I'm actually very I feel very safe there they're making sure people are distancing masking and all starts you have to have uh, uh, reservations to go it's 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 really nice that what they've done that's a side note but 
But uh, it's unfortunate because this will be the first year in the past, you know, the three years I could have gone to hell the Hellfest one. They do a really good maze for it down there. That was one of their first IPs that they hooked up with because before it was all original content. And they hooked up with them, uh, kind of giving it more of a Halloween uh, horror fest like Universal does feel. Uh, and uh, thankfully, Jackson is, there's only three Six Flags that do the gigantic, um, uh, what do you call it? Oh, Fright Fest. Like the big version. It's us, right. the one down in Georgia, which I do believe is Six Flags over Georgia, and then uh, Six Flags over Texas and Texas. So uh, they're, they're, those are the only ones that do the major, like all the houses and stuff. Obviously, this year it's been kind of knocked out, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, there's a great, uh, hell, if you're ever in New Jersey in in October, I don't know if, hopefully it'll continue next year as well. They do have a Hellfest maze and it's really good. Excellent. Yeah, that's something I, I feel like. I've, I've gone to Reaper's Revenge the last two years which is in Pennsylvania, and uh, they they do an excellent job. Best haunted attraction I've ever been to. And uh, I still want to get down to, I believe you pronounce it Lehighton, Pennsylvania, which is where they filmed all three of the Hell House LLC movies. Um, but uh, they that's a, they actually do a haunt there during October. But, uh, you know, the Hellfest thing, that's, you know, I, there's elements of that in every one of those haunted attractions where there's like a slasher theme to it. But that's one that, you know, they, they should actually you know dip into that you know just have it be a whole slasher theme i think that would really kind of turn up the intensity at a haunted attraction park so it's just my opinion but i think that that's something they should actually feed into and it, it could make a really cool thing mm-hmm. i agree next movie on my list uh, another one that was a major motion picture uh but again a lot of people didn't see it didn't give it a chance it kind of felt like an independent film uh and that's the movie devil oh i saw that. that that's the one yeah. in the elevator correct another claustrophobic feel yeah yeah so oh yes i've definitely i actually i I really enjoy that movie definitely underrated very underrated that was one that a buddy of mine uh i had had just broken up with a girl when it came out i was kind of upset about it and uh he knew you know even though i wasn't showing it he knew that it was bothering me and he's like you know what we're gonna get you out of the house today this morning we're gonna go see devil and then after that we're gonna go there was a casino down in pennsylvania uh that we ended up going to to see a band play that night so he got me out of the house just to cheer me up and I really didn't want to see it. I knew it was coming out, but it was one of these things I had no you know, no desire to see it whatsoever and loved it. Absolutely loved it. And it became quickly a favorite of mine. And uh, just a just a really cool idea. Yeah, and, claustrophobic, um, really good story, really good premise. A whodunit on top of that. Yeah. Very slasher element, even though it's in one enclosed space, which makes it get it gives it an amazing feel. I, right. I, I can't say enough good things. I actually enjoyed I, I, I I'm like you. When I first saw this movie, I saw it not in theaters. I saw it uh, when it when it, can't, when it was released. I don't remember if I streamed it or if I actually rented it. I can't I, I, I don't remember it's not important. Uh, but I had very low expectations. And not only did it exceed those expectations, it actually would have exceeded them if I had higher expectations because I like the fact that it had, until the end you don't know the devil, if you will. Uh, right. And it didn't, it, even though it's a supernatural feel to it, it didn't feel too supernatural. Does that make sense? Like yep. there are supernatural things that happen, obviously, because you're dealing, like it's not a lie in the movie. You're dealing with the devil. Yeah. Uh, but it, so some weird shit does happen, but it didn't feel to me at any time like it was super hokey, if that makes sense. It felt more slasher-esque than hokey uh, uh, supernatural movie. And I, I dug it and I love when the reveal happens, it's one of those, you know me, I'm big on twists and the reveal yep. is amazing. So very good movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. So get out and see devil. If you haven't seen it, uh, the next one I want to talk about, I've mentioned it many times on the show and it's not truly 
a horror movie. It's got a horror a horror backdrop to it and horror elements to it, but it's actually very much uh, a very emotional drama. Uh, and that's the Arnold Schwarzenegger starring Maggie. You know, upon your request, I have watched this movie. What did you think? I actually didn't mind it. It is a. It's. Uh, I'm. I. I do want to forewarn people. It is a very drawn out drama. Like it's not. It's. It's not what you expect. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, I guess it is what you expect because it was booked as that. But it does mm-hmm. have. It has a nice little horror overtone, and uh, it's not a straight horror movie. So if you're looking for a straight horror movie, this is not the movie. But this is kind of the movie you could watch with uh, if you have like a girlfriend, wife, or a significant other who uh, is not a fan of horror movies overall. This is something you could watch with them because there's enough of that drama kind of almost. And I'm, I don't want to say like chick flick, but it's it's got that kind of vibe more than it has like brutal. It's kind of a tearjerker. Horror. Yeah, it actually is very sad. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I, 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 I teared up watching the movie. It's very sad. So did I. It's very it's a very sad movie, but it is it deals with horror elements. It deals with uh, it definitely deals with stuff in it. I think what's it's a zombie apocalypse movie. Yes, but post, I think post 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 post, post yeah. And I, I think the, the 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 love between father daughter elements is yeah. is very real, and I think that's where I think the scary part is actually the more 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 terrifying than the zombie apocalypse, which they don't really focus on. More, you know, there's there is stuff with it, but they don't focus on it. More is the actual real human emotion. Like sometimes dealing with real yes. human emotion is actually scarier than dealing with things that are make believe. And in this scenario, they really tug on like. It, they looked at the zombie apocalypse differently. Every other movie looks at the zombie apocalypse of killing and and death and got to kill the zombies off before they kill us off, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And this movie really like showed like that 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 what what would actually go on with you. Like think about yeah, it. Your loved ones, it. your loved ones are going to be infected. Your you know the people that are around you could you know die and and they could become the quote unquote monster. And I feel like. That is amazing. I feel like that they did a very good job, and that it puts you in that uncomfortable place, and that's what horror is supposed to do. Yeah, it really did. And, and honestly, the way that I describe it, the best I can describe it, and you, you did touch on it, but really the, the bottom line of this movie is what would you do if you were a father and you knew that your little girl or even a little boy was going to die? What, what would you do? What, what, what are you going to do? How do you deal with that? And that's really, the, really what the bottom line of this movie was and what the, the real theme really was. It was filmed beautifully. It's very gritty, and it had a lot of grays, um, and and you know colors like that in it. But uh, it's a beautiful I, movie. I think I think the better way to sell it too. And I just thought about it while you were talking. Think think Last House on the Left without the slasher element. Yeah, like at the end of the I day, the end of the day, the most terrifying part of Last House on the Left, in my opinion at least, is that you take this normal family who has no that's not sadistic they're not crazy they're not psychos they're not you know whatever you take this normal family put in the fact that their daughter is brutally raped and they become killers and so if yeah. you take away the, the 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 slasher element of that putting yourself as a normal human being in a position where you have to justify bad things or doing things you would not necessarily do it actually puts you in a weird spot. Like, would I do that? Would I go that far, etc.? I think that's a good, uh, if you're looking for um, a more horror relatedness to it. Right. Agreed. All right, moving on. Uh, next one I've got on the list here is uh, another one that it actually started out very much as an independent film and is an independent film, but it ended up hitting uh, theaters. Um, and, you know, there was people, people liked it, people didn't like it, but I still feel like it's an underseen gem. 
And that's the movie It Follows, which to me is one of the, again, one of the best movies I've seen in the past two decades. The STD movie? The STD movie. Well, kind of, that's what it is. Actually, I, I do enjoy it, but uh, like simplifying it, like think about it. It's kind of like almost an STD PSA yep. <laughs> in a way, because basically uh, it, it's a sexually transmitted demon <laughs> or yeah. curse or whatever you want to call it. And yeah. uh, I, I did dig the concept. I thought it was really cool. Of course, it plays on that old horror trope that, man, premarital sex is, is going to kill you. Yeah. So, uh, but they do it more in the open and the open. That's why I said the STD thing. But I, I think this is also a very uh, underseen gem. I know a lot more people. I think it's more of the one of the more popular underseen movies because a lot right. more people have seen this particular one. But those who haven't seen it are like, oh, it's about no. Trust me, you want to see this movie. There's some real creepy elements to it. There's some real fucked up scenes. It's it's real good. Yeah, it was kind of not to the same extent, but it was kind of like Blair Witch and uh, Paranormal Activity, where it started out as an independent film and word of mouth got it in more theaters. So it was kind of along those lines in yeah. terms of how it ended up in theaters. I think that it actually, um, to me, it felt like a, it, it was a bigger budget movie than those, obviously, but um, still very much an independent film. And it was very, very good. It uh, borrowed a lot of elements of John Carpenter movies. And that's, I think, what I dug about it the most. Um, it had his kind of suspense and um, the music, the, the score in the movie was very, very much like a John Carpenter score. And um, I don't know. To, to me, it was just, it was all around, it was an excellent, excellent movie. Absolutely. Uh, next up is uh, another one that I believe actually was kind of on the tail end of the After Dark Horror Fest films. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it yet, Rich, but I know the professor did, and that's, I wish he was still in the studio uh, so we could talk about it more with him in case you haven't seen it. But Lake Mungo. Have no, you I have not. I have not seen that yet. All right. I was waiting so to watch that with you. Films. Yeah. Yeah, that's one that we do need to watch. Um, I think it, it's either on Shutter or it's on Amazon Prime right now. It's on one or the other because I saw it. Uh, I think it might be on Amazon Prime. Um, it, you know, we've discussed it on the show before. It's it's a mockumentary style movie. Uh, very, very much, you know, looks like a documentary about a family whose daughter drowns in this. I think they're in Australia, uh, an Australian lake called Lake Mungo. And um, they start to see her in photographs that are taken of the family uh, in and around their property. And just when there's one reveal about halfway through the movie, and it's, it's kind of a slow movie. It is very much a slow burn. I'm going to give you, you know, that much a warning ahead of time. I was kind of having a hard time staying awake the first time I watched it because it was, it was very slow. Um, but they kind of reveal something. You kind of think, okay, well, this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. I saw this coming a million, you know, from a million miles away. And just when you think you've got it all figured out, there's a scene that happens in this movie and it's just like, boom, it hits you like a bus hitting you in the street going 65 miles an hour. Uh, and there's just this, this amazing twist, this amazing scene, and it kind of takes a whole different direction. And that's where the horror really kicks up in this movie. So it, it is a slow burn. I will warn you that, but it is an excellent movie, and I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, and next up on the list uh, is another one that we talk about constantly on the show, and this is a true hidden gem. And another one that I know you've seen this. The professor was the one that, that first told me about it on uh, a night out having a couple of drinks, and I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to watch this movie if he's loving it as much as he is because we usually – could not be more polar opposites, but he hit this one on the head, and it is excellent. And that is Hell House LLC. 
Yes. Oh man, that movie's uh, the, the first one, right? <laughs> the first one. Yeah. The I was sequel's, say, not, the sequel's so not so good. The first one is a very good movie. I am uh, a bit very, very, very big fan of that movie. So uh, I, I dig it, and yes, I think more people need to see it. Yeah, both are available. Or actually, all three all of them are three. available. Yeah, all three of them are available both on uh, Shutter and uh, Amazon Prime right now. But uh, yeah, the sequel, the second one has has parts in it that are pretty good. There's like a talk show that's supposedly going on. It's like a morning morning uh, news cast or something where they have these people on and it's poorly acted, poorly produced, and it kind of took away. But once they go back into the Abaddon Hotel, um, which is where all three movies take place, uh, you know, it kind of it kind of picks up and it, it's it's not bad. The third one was particularly bad. The third one just they they it shouldn't have happened. They didn't. It, it really didn't need any sequels for that matter. But but the first one in particular is something I watch every single October, just like Hellfest, just like The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, you know, I can't wait for October. I, I'm dying to watch it right now, and I'm forcing myself not to watch it because it's something I have to watch every October. So if you haven't seen it yet, as I, I'm sure a lot of you have not, we, I think that it's it, the, the consensus here is this is an excellent, excellent found footage um, movie. And uh, you know, whether you like that style of movie or not, I'm not too fond of it myself that style but this is an excellent excellent movie there's things that you kind of catch out of the corner of your eye that are happening and um it, it is a must watch must must watch film absolutely so uh there's the first 10 i want to talk about do you want to take a final break or do you want to keep going i got 10 more you got 10 more i mean or do you want to just save them for next week because we're at about the hour 15 mark i just want to throw that out to you <laughs> we can do that we i think we should that. save we them for, save next for next week, week. yeah you know so next week we'll have part two of uh essential underseen films that you need to see this uh, halloween season i think that's a, a a good idea sounds good to me because they got enough homework with 10 of them so then yeah. you got 10 more so more homework yeah absolutely so, uh, with that being said, uh, tell me, guys, tell you guys, tell us what you feel about any of the ones that Mike listed right now. Uh, the first ten, have you seen them? Have you have it? Have you not? Have you uh, us talking about them? Has it made you want to see them? Uh, throw it out to us, man. Or if you want to bring up some that we might have not thought of, you know, we can we'll shout them out next week. Or. Or, you know, if you just want to say hi, you can do that on the social medias, HorrorZone607 on Facebook, like and share the page, at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram, hashtag HZ607 when talking about the shows. Of course, you can find us at 8122productions.com. Get all your information about HorrorZone607, about the Three Fat Nerds podcast, about the wrestling show. Uh, there is stuff for the Patreon link is there. The Twitch link is there. Uh, we got all sorts of crazy stuff going on, people. Trust me, you want to jump in and find this stuff. And you'll enjoy it. Uh, of course, after that, what else do we have going on? Uh, friends of the show also, like the uh, Floodlands and Shout the Robots, who are performing October 3rd for DEG Amathon. Of course, uh, Ultra Dura Parley Hour, Ken M, he does the, the wrestling show with me, and also he's going to be there on October 3rd, and so much more. And of course, if you want to know more about if you want to see October 3rd or anything, we're live streaming, including the wrestling show live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can do that at twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. Uh, thank you guys. Once again, we are Twitch affiliates. And uh, we are we're just kind of going through doing a lot of content. There will be horror zone content on there sooner than later, and much much more. And of course, October third, DMG Athon, and we got tons of plans. So make sure you're following us over at Twitch.tv/slash607podcast, as you will get the alerts from there. And of course, all of our social medias. 
Lastly, uh, we would like to, if you'd like to monetarily, uh, if you would like to support the show monetarily, sorry, and help us pay some of the bills that we incur around here, you don't have to, but if you do, we'd like to say thank you with a ton of extra bonus content, including two Patreon-exclusive shows and uh, swag and all that happy jazz. You can do that at patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. That's $12 a year. You can get all that great bonus content and support this show and everything else we do here at 8122 productions and 607 podcast and it's it's a great way uh to uh help support and get a ton of extra cool stuff from us once again we uh me and the professor had talked about doing some uh uh some content there for horror zone we probably will add some eventually uh but you know we still give you a little i love movies which we do talk horror movies sometimes and of course uh love is scary with dr Derek. and uh when one day spooky mike will make his triumphant return to that show and uh, it's a lot of fun ashes. yes it'll be a lot of fun as a matter of fact i know that we have part two of diesel's very special boy list on patreon this week so i can't <laughs> wait for you guys to hear that one part one was a uh, was 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 epic uh, to say the least <laughs> part two it gets even more epic and i'm not just saying oh, that because i produced it unfortunately i had to be in the studio for this and i tried not to laugh <laughs> uh so with that being said though check check us out patreon.com slash 8122 production of course from now until september 30th we have a special if you sign up for one dollar we will ship you not one but two stickers one is a three fat nerd sticker one is a horizon 607 sticker and if you sign up for the three dollar the chubby chaser level we will send you a both stickers a cup and a pin and if you are doing it for horror zone 607 let us know i will make sure you get the horror zone 607 pin uh they are very exclusive we only got an x amount of them that's why we're not making them available anywhere else now until september 30th because if i have to order more i have to order more but there you go folks that is how you can find us that is what you can do that's how you can help us that's how you can talk to us now mike c take the people home all right thanks rich uh so that's it for this week's show uh we hope you'll tune in again next week where you you hear, of course, uh, the hottest news in horror, as we bring you each and every week. Uh, also, the second half of my list of uh, underseen gems, underseen horror movie gems. Uh, you know, as, as Rich said, you know, uh, reach out. You know, let us know. Uh, you know what you think if you get a chance to see anything that I've mentioned so far. As I hope you'll do, you know, next week when I when I give you the rest of the list. But get out and check those movies out uh, if you haven't seen them. You know, you may like them, you may not. But in my opinion, they're all great films, and I think you'll enjoy them. You know, if you're if you're a horror movie fan, and obviously you are if you're listening, uh, you know, I, I really think you guys will enjoy those movies, especially Hell House LLC. I, I can't say enough good things about it, so get out and see it. Um, so until then, uh, for Rich, this is Mike C. And also for the professor, you know, he ran out of the studio. He's but, terrified you know, of Funhouse. He, he's terrified, terrified of Funhouse. Fun but, but for the professor and for Rich, this is Mike C. saying, see ya.